This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Hi, I'm Timothy Zahn, creator of Grand Admiral Thrawn, and you're listening to Conversations Podcast. Good for you. Welcome to Conversations, I'm Charles. And I'm Pat, and this is... Episode 107. The criminal underworld throughout the galaxy is as deep as it is treacherous. The major crimes, families, and organizations sink their claws deep into these worlds in an effort to expand their influence. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and... Syndicates. Ooh, nice! The Syndicate <laughs> series, Crimson Dawn. Yeah, so we were gonna do a crime syndicates episode and then we started looking and well there's a lot there's a lot of, of them info yes, yes there is and where i was like let me check out crimson dawn as i crack open this topic here <laughs> and three weeks later i'm like guess what we've got enough for an episode with one, one syndicate, syndicate. and yeah. which is funny is because i ran a poll about you know what was your favorite crime syndicate yeah not yours because you're not on twitter but I have, still have a favorite crime. I'm sure you do, uh, but it's not Crimson Dawn. No, nope. Okay, we'll get to that later. Okay, but yeah. Uh, Twitter had a poll. Yes, and uh-huh. the poll winner was Crimson Dawn. What? So it's actually awesome. perfect that we started with this. So cool. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Crimson Dawn, and uh, you're 100 percent right. I had actually started with uh, the I Black know, Sun. That's what I said it. Oh, no, no. yeah. I started okay. with the Black Sun. Oh. Uh, just researching on that and then going through that and, and getting ready, getting into um, the huts, a bit of the huts, did a bit right. of that. Yeah. And just how they all crossed over because, you know, all these syndicates sort of are intertwined, especially with the um, with the Shadow Collective, which we'll get yes. to. Yes. But in the Pike Syndicate. And well, that's what we're working towards is Shadow Collective. Right. Because once we do the, as the culmination of this series, as it were. Gotcha. And so we have the Syndicate series. And I hadn't just started with Crimson Dawn, and I had no idea that it was this extensive and very interesting for sure. Yeah, it's like crazy. It's huge. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we have one yes, and one nefarious character that is very much common to all these nastiness. Yes, Dryden Voss. What? Yeah, he, yeah he's. <laughs> I was thinking more mall, but okay. Wait, what? Ah, all right. <laughs> so, all right, okay. Crimson Dawn, Dryden Fox. Um, so, Crimson Dawn uh, rose to notoriety during the end of the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's like kind of really when we first see them. Uh, basically, the syndicate started as a band of mercenaries who pilfered a peaceful world for their resources. Yeah. Way back when. Yeah, this like yeah. before that, you know, even before recorded space, before the BBYs. Gotcha. That's how far back they go. Yeah. It was BBBY. It was ba <laughs> So so they um they had done that initially on this this world of uh kind of peaceful people. So they were pushovers basically. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, "Hey, this is kind of advantageous to us." So then they started going around the different <laughs> worlds and doing the same thing with with more 
uh, members and and more power and and more ruthlessness. Right. Just like a big gang of thugs, yeah. basically, from planet to planet. Right. And just taking what they could from the locals, from like movable assets, all that kind of stuff. They just like strip it. Not so much like the Empire where they'd strip their natural resources, but just like the the things they could move and take and sell and that kind of thing. Yeah. Right. They're not monsters. Right. They're just thugs. <laughs> <laughs> just a bunch of jerks. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. So, by 19 BBY, as as you mentioned before, they became a member of the Shadow Collective, mm. which will, you know, we'll kind of get to them after we've touched on all the pl- key players. Right. So, they've become a part of the Shadow Collective, and uh, notable players in, in Crimson Dawn mm-hmm. include Dryden Voss. Well, there we go. See, he is a major player. <laughs> the end. Uh, no. And uh, Kira. Kira, yeah. Beckett's gang. Yeah. Which, I mean, who doesn't love a good Woody Harrelson? Right, or a Valacord, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then, of course, uh, Han Solo was a part of yeah. that. And ultimately, this period in time, it was led by Maul. By Maul, yeah. Yeah. He Which was, is, like, awesome. It is, because it fits right in with him, right? Like, Yeah. He, I mean, and again, aside from the Shadow Collective, which is sort of the larger umbrella to this whole thing, which we'll get eventually. The Crimson Dawn really did speak to his type of chaos. Oh my God. And that's what I, going through this and reading through all this stuff, that's what I really found for is the uh, the nature of what the Crimson Dawn used to be. And he said like this raw material, right? That he could sort of mold into what his brand of chaos, but also his brand of wanting to, to be... Ingenious. Yeah, genius. Yeah. yeah. And wanting to be just like the ultimate leader and everything. And oh, yeah. turning the Crimson Dawn into something more functional and more part of a larger machine than just a bunch of marauding thugs. Right. And, you know, what was interesting about that was the whole idea in the Clone Wars when he took over Mandalore. Oh, and yes. yeah, and yeah. he was pulling the strings, but he had a figurehead there to kind of um, be the face of the organization. Mm. Okay, especially especially in the time of the Emperor and all, because you know Maul starts showing his face around. He's you know he's going to attract yeah. the wrong kind of people. Right. That was Almec, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he's a great the, guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the best. Oh my god, I couldn't wait for that guy to bite it. Anyway. So, <laughs> refer to our uh, Mandalore episode, and uh, you'll see oh, our true feelings on Almec. Oh my God, <laughs> this clown! Yeah. Anyway, thanks for bringing him up and ruining my night. <laughs> well, I had to be specific. <laughs> no, you didn't. That's not what I pay you for. Uh, <laughs> so, what do I pay you for? Well, you've paid in this fine bourbon from Rob. So, oh, Rob before. from the Jelly Temple Archives podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, what is it? Like two minutes in, this is fantastic. All right. <laughs> Check that one off. All right. So, yeah. Um, so, he operates kind of in the shadows, mm-hmm. as it were. Uh-huh. Makes sense. And eh? um, mm-hmm. that worked in his brief time as as the leader of uh, Mandalore. Mm-hmm. And so, he employed the same approach to Crimson Dawn. Right. Right. Where, basically, he had very few people that were leaders. And he had this whole structure mm. where he had few people that were leaders and then... Those leaders would report to another couple leaders, and then they would ultimately report to the head, which was Dryden Voss. Right. But it wasn't really Dryden Voss. Right, right. So basically, he was still pulling the strings, still, you know, ear to the ground of everything that was going on without being out in the open, 
which insulates him from a lot of entanglements. Imperial. Yeah. Yeah. And also, too, like the rank and file, not knowing who ultimately is the main leader, Mm -hmm. um, protects them even more, like you said, not just from imperial entanglements, but also then treachery, uh, betrayal, uh, traitorship, you know, that kind of stuff. Because, you know, if if someone has a a price on such a valuable target like Maul and they know it, they're going to rat him out in a second. So that those layers of insulation certainly helped him continue his crime syndicate building. Well, I mean, with a price on your head, it's uh, death mark's not an easy thing to live with. So, oh, I hate to lose you, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. So, so with Voss being the face, uh, Maul was still able to kind of do everything, but but be less open, which you know worked out well because they were able to be very influential and hold great power, mainly over Wild Space, because mm. that that seems to be where they started and kind of garnered a lot of their um influence and power right and then when he took over it was like that's built-in fan base right there (laughs) so um so he um takes over um at that point and they've they've already got this this strong stronghold on wild space Mm -hmm. so he starts moving inward right and the other good thing about being wild space too is you're less under the purview of the republic's clones and all that kind of stuff and you're operating in a much further region it's like the wild west wild west right you do what you want right exactly yeah yeah speaking of doing what Uh uh-huh okay they um they had an operation where they were mining for ore on a planet okay okay so so what happened was they hired laborers local laborers you know support local business Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's stimulating the economy, <laughs> as it were. And um, mom and pop shop. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Come on. They, they, they hire local. I mean, what could go wrong? <laughs> well, what could go wrong is the uh, many of the workers uh, weren't up to the task. Okay. So um, these these fine folks of the uh, Crimson Dawn decide, uh, yeah, maybe we can augment these people. Ooh. Yeah, maybe we could do like the mods, mod shop people did. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah the modders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's 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 a complicated profession. Right. So, of course, um, you need a doctor. Well, yeah, air quotes doctor. Okay, sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you don't get one uh, for a death sentence on 12 systems unless you've modded a few people. Okay? Right. <laughs> so, they employ the uh, skills of Dr. Cornelius Evazon. Yeah. To augment these workers with cybernetics. And that's no doubt a large part of why his medical license was stripped. <laughs> and he was wanted for the death sentence on 12 Systems. Okay. The Dr. Amazon, of course, from A New Hope. Right. And then, you and know, of Rogue course, One. Rogue One. Yes, that's very he cool. He doesn't like those people either. The people in A New Not Hope at all. Rogue One. Not at all. He and just doesn't do it. This kicks off, too. I mean, Dryden Voss is one of them. But this is one of the interesting characters and a list of characters that come in and out of the Crimson Dawn story as we're going to be moving forward. It's phenomenal yeah. the amount of people that come through. And I think it's also worth... I no- mean, you think of Star Wars character and they've, they've had an interaction with yes. Crimson Dawn. Yeah, some point. Some yeah. Point, yeah. Um, what I also think is interesting to point out at this point, timeline-wise, is that sometime between 13 BBY and 10 BBY, Dryden Voss acquires Kira yeah. as a slave mm-hmm. from Corellia. And we saw that in Solo, Star Wars story. Right. 
but because she's been with his organization a, a while, so, so they, she's right, in there. yeah, because she she and Hans part ways, right. When she gets caught back on Corellia, right, and then she works her way there, and Han like starts hanging out with Lando right. and stuff. Exactly. So way yeah. before we see her, sort of at the height of her power, or at least lieutenantship with Dryden Voss, she's already installed there. So I wanted to throw that in there because that's how far back her character history with Dryden Voss goes as uh, the leader of or the public face of the Crimson Dawn. Right. So speaking of far back, we're gonna go farther back. Okay. Okay. To 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 these cybernetic uh, augmented people. Yes. Okay. That are mining ore. Remember? Yes. Yeah. 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 So of course, one of our favorite uh, fellas, Dexter Jetser. Oh my God. He uncovered the ore mine and reported to Coruscant. Then that that ended up, you know, they had to piece out of there. Right. So they didn't get, you know, pinned down for right, that. Right, of course. And then Maul had uh, Crimson Dawn threaten the pikes, infiltrate the huts, all sorts of stuff with, like, you know, um, infighting and backstabbing <laughs> and everything, all through the Shadow Collective. Who figure? I mean, who would have thought? Yeah, I thought they were a, a big happy family. A nice guy like Maul? <laughs> no way. I need proof. Show me the hologram. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, so then, um, you know, as you mentioned, when Kira rose through the ranks, uh, she did so, you know, as you said, she was originally uh, like a slave, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But then she did some dirty deeds, done dirt cheap. Yes. And uh, including murder for Voss. Yes. And uh, then she rose through power to become his lieutenant. And she gained the attention of a certain weak way pirate and IG-88. Looking for a pretty sizable bounty for capturing her. Now, let's just take a moment here and pause. Oh, yeah. Imagining okay. the pairing of Hondo Onaka and IG-88. And, and that crazy machine, that murder machine. He's so devoted. I like him. Although he's not easily tricked. No. So, well, that leads me to my next point. Listen closely. So... So, like I said, they come after the bounty for Kira. Right. And then, of course, they've captured her. Mm-hmm. She is able to turn IG-88 against it's Hondo. Hondo. Yep. <laughs> what? A double-double cross. <laughs> um, and... I like this girl. <laughs> <laughs> she is my favorite. Uh, so, <laughs> it's a double-double cross where IG-88 starts arguing with Hondo. And then she... Picks the uh, binders God. and escapes, and then she captures both of them and turns <laughs> them, them in, in for a bounty. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, the best. She's going places, this Kira. <laughs> oh, she's. I tell if you're if you're able to outsmart Hondo Onaga and, and IG88, IG88, you are a force to be reckoned. Yes, with. and that's the thing because, <laughs> like, I mean, let's face I, now, it. Now, now, okay, so let's face it. Uh, we need to see that play yes, out on screen. Yes, we need absolutely need to see. Yeah. So that that's just stunning to me. And the fact that she's able to turn <laughs> both. But then it speaks to why she's so successful after. I mean, it's, it's, right. it's crazy awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know who she wasn't able to turn, though? On Solo. Oh, of course not. Mm, no. Terrible. No. But um, so basically, um, <laughs> the Crimson Dawn at that point, you know, you know, they were cashing in bounties. They were smuggling, mm-hmm. and several smuggling operations going, uh, which brings us to the events of Solo. Well, the they, and they also had like a sort of a working relationship with the Pikes, like understandable. Yeah, 
back and forth. It was there was some yeah. tension, but they. I mean, don't get me wrong. There was some some stabbing in the back. Yes, but and some underhanded deeds. Absolutely, but right on the level, yeah, they were okay. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, that could turn trade into a partners. Right? Yeah, exactly. Ish. It's spice. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Never <laughs> mess with the spice. Um, so uh, unless you're an Enzelin. Right. Then that gets you to work on Mandalore. <laughs> I guess. That's what they tell me. I don't know. That's what David tells me. That's what he says. <laughs> so, um, Crimson Dawn was on the radar of Beckett's gang. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, of course, Beckett gets this idea. He's going to rob the cargo from a rail crawler. Yeah. And uh, everything goes spectacularly well. <laughs> yeah. And by well, you mean bad. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Like the worst of bad. Yes. Yeah. Like you take bad and crank it up to 11. Yes. And that's how bad it exactly. went. Exactly. Like and not good at all. One of the biggest reasons why it did go so south so quickly was... Dryden Voss. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, Enfys Nest. Yes. That's the one. <laughs> right. No, Dryden Voss was there. He was just pissed. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and then it didn't go well for him. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So Enfys Nest decides, uh, you know, she and her cloud riders are going to um, secure those resources mm-hmm. for the rebellion. Right. Which, I mean, I get it, okay. Yeah. But at least, like, send him a hollow to be like, look, we're going to take this stuff. You know what I mean? In Solo, the What's movie. The, the movie. There's a movie? Yeah, there was. It's fantastic, oh, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, the, the look and feel of the Cloud Riders is such more of a nefarious, almost Crimson Dawnish syndicate-style look Yeah, you think look they're not good people. Right, right. You think they're, like, rival... Thieves, thieves and and thugs, exactly. Yeah, and it ends up being they're that not. they're not. So redhead and Mark Davis. Oh, that's false. <laughs> there you go. I know. Um, but yeah, yes. so just to point it out, it's like they start off as like you. The perception of these these cloud riders is that they're just like a rival gang trying to steal the quaxing for themselves. But ultimately, like you said, it's going for the rebellion, and they have a very good reason for it because it involves the Crimson Dawn. Because they got to get that coaxium. <laughs> um, so. Crimson Dawn's doing these various like smuggling operations and and missions, mm-hmm. so to speak, and um, and Maul finds his way to Tatooine. Tatooine, yeah, uh-huh. um, on a mission. Yeah, and uh, I don't I don't think he told anybody the mission because nobody in Crimson Dawn seemed to know what he was doing. <laughs> so like, he went to Tatooine to pick up sand or something. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, well, that doesn't go well for him. Nope. And um, he dies. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yes. In a very, very powerful episode of Rebels, you see that happen. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a very good one. It's one of the best ones yeah, in Rebels. I love yeah. it so much. With Twin Sons, I think. Is that yeah. the one? Yeah. Yeah. Very much yes. worse. Rebels all together. but uh, Yeah, you have to watch the whole thing. Yeah. But you get some Gary Zeb in there. Yeah. We talked about him before. Yeah. yeah, he's a good one, huh? Yeah. yeah. And to think... Timeline-wise, where Maul was mentally at this point with the Crimson Dawn, with what was going on, mm-hmm. you know, what he had in play. Because, like, at this point, like you said, uh, Kira had killed Dryden Voss. Oh, yeah. That guy was toast. Yeah. So she was promoted to yeah. the public face of Crimson yeah. Dawn. Maul is sort of seeing the landscape change because of the uh, the rising empire is coming. Uh-huh. So he's sort of and like trying to get their cut of everything, right? As they do, right? And mm-hmm. he told the Crimson Dawn, or at least the Shadow Collective, and well, obviously the Crimson Dawn, hey, look, everybody, just take a step back. Things are getting real problematic, to say the least. So mm-hmm. he's resetting the game on this chessboard, but 
then you've got this person uh, in Kenobi, right. his lifelong uh, obsession, literally pulls him out of all of these things that he's building, and he goes there and he's killed. It's yeah, but I kind of feel like <laughs> I kind of feel like Maul was bored because like he. <laughs> It's because, like, you couldn't find Kenobi. Right. Right? So he's like, let me start some trouble. Come out ahead, of course, because, like, I get some credits, get some spice, get some coaxium, and, uh, you know, do all this stuff, right? And then, like, he's just looking for a way to draw Kenobi out because he's tired of searching for him. Right. It's a big galaxy. And I think when that happened, he was on Malachor, was he not? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, that, that could very well be. Is it like he's stranded, he's bored, he's <laughs> right. like in his own mind. It's like, I wonder what's going on with Kenobi. You know? right. and, well, right. Ezra in this point, you know, and yeah. that's sort of like his his um, his bait, essentially. Yeah, and that MF or blinded Kanan, too. Yeah, that he sucked. did. That does suck. Yeah. So. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's still the coolest guy in the galaxy. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, but uh, all this all this being said is that it's very interesting to frame his final encounter with Kenobi while the rest of this Crimson Dawn um, stuff oh, yeah. is going on. Well, and the idea was that he, you know, he pulled the strings uh, in the background so that everything else was still kind of moving parts, you right, know? Right, So that, you know, when he was then gone, um, you know, you still had everybody in place, mm. but then, you know, the figurehead, in this case, Kira, had to step up, which, yeah. I mean, she had no problem doing. No. So, otherwise, you got all the, all the people that you need, all the key players in the right places to keep the operation moving forward. Right. And which I don't think ultimately was Maul's plan. Maul, Maul's plan was to be the supreme ruler and overthrow oh, yeah. I mean, the entire he empire. He did not intend to lose to Kenobi. Right, right. That's the truth. He was, he was hell-bent on revenge. Right. And revenge does not include being killed. No, because it's sort of a failure of that part. Right. So Again. Yes, again. And this time yeah. for good. Right, um, right. Because, uh, he no just, coming like, back from this no, one. No, this one. Nope. Obi- Obi-Wan was quite specific on, on his attack on <laughs> yes. this one. So Maul is killed and Kira is essentially the de facto leader of Crimson Dawn. Yeah, she got dubbed Lady Kira. Lady Kira. Which I think was an homage to Maul. Because he called uh, Ahsoka Lady Tano. Oh, shoot. That is so cool. Yeah. Sign of respect. Right? Right. So he probably referred to her as Lady Kira. Like, you know, in, yes. in, you know yes. just in, in, in speaking to her right. because that's, that's how he is. Yeah. And so I think that when she got promoted, she was like given that moniker. As, that as is a sign so of cool. His respect for her. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back from our break, we're going to delve into the post-Mall slash Lady Kira era of oh, Crimson Dawn. Oh, okay. I can't wait. We don't have to. It's. I'm just going to edit this. Oh, perfect. Okay. All right. I thought I told you to shave before we left. I did. Twice. My razor is awful. Is your shaving razor not cutting it? The new Ultra Edge Viber Blade by Lord Mantel Cosmetics will have you looking smooth every time. It's portable and it disintegrates the stubble on contact, so no mess. Hmm, let me give it a try. That's so much better, and just in time for the show. Hello. 
The Ultra Edge, for when you want the closest shave. Also available in Vibro Hedger for that special Wookiee in your life. And we're back! We're back! <laughs> See, that wasn't long at all. It wasn't. It wasn't long at all. Oh, boy. I guess we should thank our sponsors. We should. Without them, we still wouldn't be getting paid. Right. Um, and because it has been so long, we have to remind our listeners that we were talking about before the break was Lady Kira. Lady Kira. And the, and the demise of Maw. Right, right. And that yeah. very interesting switch of power. And mm. there's some uh, there's some very interesting connections in the Maul era, but there are huge movements with the Crimson Dawn. Oh my under goodness. Kira. All those other Star Wars characters that we didn't mention? Yeah. Guess what? Guess what? Get ready for them. <laughs> Here they come. Oh my gosh. So yeah, so she's dubbed Lady Kira, and she becomes the actual head of the organization, mm-hmm. yeah. which, I mean, it's perfect because she knows what she's doing. Right. So under her, the syndicate created a network of agents galaxy-wide and a plan to overtake Palpatine and Vader in a war against the Sith. Which is crazy because, like, you think that she... Okay, now, granted, she's had the perspective of what this Crimson Dawn organization has been from day one, right? She came in as... What, 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 how old were they in, in Solo when they were I separated? Like 20, early 20s. Right. So she started in the mailroom and worked her way up sort of thing. Yeah. And she then became Voss's lieutenant. She killed Voss. She became the public face of Crimson Dawn. She starts getting that power. Maul's killed. Now she's Crimson Dawn. She's right. there. So she's had years, at least almost 20 years, somewhere on there. 10, well, maybe 10, 12. Yeah. Um, years... I mean, my math's a little fuzzy. I yeah, mine, course, mine's, so. yeah. <laughs> mine's always fuzzy. Yours uh, is Canadian math. So yeah, exactly. It's, a whole it's all metric. Thing. Yeah, exactly. It's just a whole different uh, thing. <laughs> and uh, so she's had the chance to really study the way Crimson Dawn works. And more importantly, what makes it work well and what doesn't work. Yeah. And have these years, intervening years, almost of like scheming or having machinations of what I what would I do if I was running this place. Right. Because she came out of the gates running. And like you said, her she hell bent on causing havoc with Palpatine and Vader. And which yeah, is which is <laughs> which is crazy because obviously Because it's Palpatine and Vader. Yeah. Like, lady, what are you doing? And she, like you don't you're not you're not a force sensitive. Nope. You don't need, I mean, you probably have a blaster, but yeah. like everybody's got blasters. I mean, Maul trained her in 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 yeah, fighting arts. Yeah, it's Palpatine and Vader. I, I know. I, I understand that. Like, you biting off more than you can chew yes. here, sister. And she only knows this connection between Sarth Sidious and Palpatine because of Maul yeah. and Vader. So right. she knows that underlying story. Yeah. But that still doesn't intimidate her. I mean, holy mac, man. That, that's crazy ballsy. Oh, yeah. Like, she, she totally was like, let's do this. So, between 3 and 4 ABY, okay? Mm-hmm. So, this is like the Empire. Yeah. Return of the Jedi-ish era. Yeah. Okay? They were kind of, like, under the radar. And she's like, yo, Galaxy, here's how we're going to get your attention. We're going to steal from Boba Fett, carbonized Han Solo, and then we're going to have an auction. Are you serious? This, yeah, yeah. This happened in comics, obviously, right? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, why. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that so, makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's crazy because because they actually like they steal carbonized Han from Boba Fett before he gets him to uh, Jabba's. 
Oh my god. So they steal them, and then they go on like Facebook and Facebook Marketplace, <laughs> and they're like, hey, listen, we're going to have this auction for Han Solo. So of course, the Empire is like, we in, and they start bidding. The Huts are like, so they're in, right? And then the Rebels and Leia's like, oh my God, like they have Hut, we gotta get Han back. So then the Rebels are in, like, it's like everybody's in. So mission accomplished because, like, obviously she's like, this is how we're gonna get the attention of everybody. And lo and behold, they get the attention of everybody. Dang. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea they stole yes. carbonized Han. <laughs> So right. then, so then the Hut Clan uh, obtains Han. Okay, so that's how. That's how. Okay, so and that. then of course he ends up with Han, which which he probably paid Boba for Han, and then he had to pay Kira again <laughs> for Han. So he's like getting the short end of the stick on this one. Dang, talk <laughs> yeah. about a reemergence. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Go on the DL for a couple of years and then. Yeah. Steal like, on. are you guys serious with this stuff? Which is great because, of course, like their history together, which is yeah. fantastic. Which, yeah. What a splash moment! Wow, that's cool. <laughs> Very cool. You know, after all this, now they're out in the open and everything. So then, Kira and Crimson Dawn take over the Hutt's Imperial contract and begin causing a stir throughout the galaxy. Jesus. Like, because I guess, you know, throughout um, the Outer Rim, mm. the Hutt's were kind of like the, the big chiefs. Oh, yeah, the main players. Yeah. 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 So it's like, and, you know, the, and the Empire wasn't really around in the Outer Rim. So, you know, the Hutt's were like, we'll take care of this for you, give it a little kickback. Be she was like, no, no, nah, nah, this hard turf now. Jesus. <laughs> like, it, so, yeah. As if Vader and, and Sidious weren't enough. Let's go after <laughs> <Right>. the <hut>. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This girl crazy. Yeah. So, so then she takes over their contract, underbids them, I guess. And uh, so she starts causing a start throughout the galaxy. And Palpatine's like, hey, wait a minute. What's going on here with these hand janks? Right. And oh. <laughs> yeah. Because uh -huh. um, I know that she, um, the Crimson Dawn, triggered like the syndicate wars yeah to cause even more havoc of course because she's crazy right and and but ultimately it goes he way back to blaster bolt with that one yeah, well and so this goes back to what you're saying before where her original mission was to cause chaos within the galaxy mission accomplished yeah and this even reached palpatine and palpatine was telling vader's like what is going on here? Someone's beating me at my own game. <laughs> no. <laughs> what is hey, going on here? Hey, I can't no. believe it. Tabernacle, see, no. Crimson Dawn, no. Crimson Dawn. The matinee de Crimson. Crimson. No, I get it. But, I get but, it. Yeah, yeah. So, but there... <laughs> There, she's... So stupid. <laughs> it's very stupid. Uh, Palpatine is a Frenchman. <laughs> Shape out Petsim. Oh man. Um, so <laughs> yeah, to have to, it's very interesting to think that here's uh, Sidious talking to Vader, saying, I'm "Sorry, no, it's, he's he's talking to Vader in French, apparently." <laughs> now we have to watch Star Wars dubbed in French. In French, yeah. Unlike Michelle, just because because she was doing it in Spanish, and Michelle she from from the Hyperion Adventures podcast. podcast, right, right, because she's learning French. She's trying to learn French. Why? 
Because she was just trying to oh. you know, hold, because she knows how to speak French. She took oh, it in, okay. yeah, in high school, I believe. Ah, très bien. Yeah, très bien. Elle parlerait français. Huh? Puis écouter les, les films en français avec les, uh, pas les subtitles, mais les, uh, les overdubs en français parce qu'elle. <laughs> overdub. <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> oh boy. And so yeah. when Tom goes to watch Rogue One and it's overdubbed in, in French, and she's like, almost banned from Disney Plus. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, I mean. Long story short. Yes. The the fact that it's Darth, a long story. It is a long story. Uh, yeah. It's very Hyperion Adventures podcast-ish, actually. Um, the fact that Sidious is almost uh, intimidated by Kira's methods, of which he's a master at already, right. that's, like, mind-blowing in itself. Yeah. I mean, you know, anytime he sees a rival, he's got to do away with him. Right. So he's like, we do it, must be done. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, he's, so he's like, he's on her tail now. So, and she's like, I don't know why he's on my tail. I'm just trying to overthrow him and his buddy. So, um, so now she sends out a, a hollow, uh, to all of her agents to cause trouble all over the galaxy to throw the empire into a tizzy here. And so they start doing all this craziness. So like the empire's expending all these resources to like put out these small fires all over the place because of the havoc that she's wreaking with right. all of her people. So while they're busy doing that, she's like, now's my chance. Let me get some help from Ren and oh the Knights gosh. of Ren. Oh, my gosh. Knights of Chaos again. More. Yes. As if there isn't enough in this gumbo that she's cooking. She's got to throw in more ingredients. <laughs> like, uh, first of all, how does she know how to get a hold of Ren? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, she meets up with him and he's like, how do you even know my name? And how would you find me? She's like, don't worry about that. Listen, you guys need a job or what? And they're like, well, in this economy, well. So, of course, the idea was that she was going to hire them to um, to help her off Palpatine and Vader. Right. It didn't work. No, it did not work. It no. Didn't. Ultimately, what they were, you know, sowing chaos but I think one of their biggest missions that did work is that they invaded Castle Vader and stole the what Screaming Key, I think that's what it was called. Yeah. The Sith artifact. Right, and right. um which, you know, was a again another warning sign for Sidious and v- mm-hmm. Vader, of course, that yeah. Crimson Dawn and their hired Did they mean business yeah. and they're legit. Yes, because if they managed to pull that off, they are right. a serious contender for their attention. Mm-hmm. Right. And they got it. Yes. And it's at this point that Sidious is like, okay, Vader, get the Crimson Dawn out. So right. every level, whether it's within the Empire or in Coruscant, wherever the Crimson Dawn and their agents exist, eradicate them. Yeah. Because he was done. Wipe absolutely, yeah, Wipe absolutely done with them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you know, you reap what you sow. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's, and it's so much so that kira realized that while she's raising the temperature and the ire of the empire she was going to need help on the other side so she was in quite regular contact with leia yeah i mean talk about a triangle <laughs> that's true kira on and uh, and leia <laughs> yeah, yeah. wow uh, you think kira was like uh, she's got her in her contacts and her in her like communicator as like the other woman yeah you think <laughs> Yeah. I mean, maybe. New squeeze. Right. <laughs> oh, the rebound. The rebound. The rebound. The, oh. <laughs> the rebounds. Oh, that was good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. So she did. She had agreements in general 
with General Leia and um, and Holo as well, because the, you know that's how long they've been working together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, as the the burgeoning rebellion was fighting against the Empire and mm-hmm. and their tyranny and all that, the enemy of my enemy, right, is my friend. So, or is my ex boyfriend's girlfriend? Yeah, so she's my enemy. <laughs> right, <laughs> that cold. So, bitch. if the enemy of my enemy is my enemy, then two odds make an even. Right, common core. Uh, right, exactly. Say. It's very complicated. Um, so they mutually again one of those mutually beneficial relationships yeah. that like oh yeah she wasn't gonna enter into any of that stuff without it benefiting her right sure. and i mean or her organization that i mean just projecting a little bit further here the crimson dawn and even in the sequel trilogy as the new republic was formed that sort of tenuous tolerance was even existing then as well yeah so i guess uh, crimson dawn <laughs> is um the perpetual thorn inside of anyone and everyone yeah because like they're always there yeah which is the beauty of it is like you've got enough players that that even you know if, if your top people get taken out or, or otherwise indisposed you still got enough people to, to step up and and keep things moving forward to even if it's an illusion to give off the impression that hey we're still in control here and we're, we're gonna keep running this thing for decades to come right I think that the understanding of where Kira was infiltrating so many different areas of the galaxy, whether it's yeah. the Empire, the Rebels, uh, you know, common thieves or business people, industry like Tag Industries, Tag as in like Tag that we saw in, in New Hope. Yeah, there's like like you said, Doctor Evazon tied in with bounty hunters like um, Dengar and legitimate business and legitimate. <laughs> yes. All of those, all those different areas, yeah, um, ingrained her and the Crimson Dawn as a valuable partner. So it's hard to get rid of those things, especially right. if it's mutually beneficial. So Absolutely, it extends the life of yeah. the usefulness of that organization. And then when you've degree. made these inroads with these other organizations, then you have you know this almost infinite well of resources mm-hmm. and opportunities for sustainability really because even if things sort of dry up here you can you can shift things in a different direction to keep the momentum and keep things moving forward as an organization with your new friends yeah these people get pinched it's like oh well i made friends with these people let me get in contact with them and it's like all right well now you've got this other group of people that have their own stuff going on that you can kind of siphon off a little bit of that action, get a little piece of right. that pie, right. and and keep things going forward as an organization, and you know kick back to them so they're benefiting they're from getting, what you're yeah. doing, and you know it kind of keeps everything moving. Yeah, keeps, and keeps everyone keeps, happy. Exactly. And you know, well, not everyone. Not everyone. No, but but you, the people that count. Right. And you saw how many times did we see in some of these these scenarios, some of these adventures that the Crimson Dawn's going in? You know, a dozen or so. Crimson Dawn foot soldiers are killed in a mission. Well, yeah. they have enough to replenish and restock those things. And so they, the Crimson Dawn as a whole took losses as these risky missions Absolutely. were going on. Yeah. But they had enough support throughout the rest of their system mm-hmm. to make up for it with other deals. You know, we saw some of the bounty hunters that they used for yeah. some of the various missions, whether it be some of these outlying uh, outer rim planets trying to uh, dissuade or, you know, attack the Empire to shut down their machinations or underhandedly affect the rebels stuff. I mean, she's playing all these different sides against themselves. But uh, one question I thought I had was, we know Leia in Mm -hmm. Return of the Jedi. She was uh, impostering as Bausch, right? Yeah. 
So now Bausch right. was a bounty hunter yeah. that was involved on side missions with the Crimson Dawn. Mm -hmm. And Bausch was killed by the Black Sun. Mm -hmm. But is there a, a comic book story somewhere that where Leia like knew about Bausch? She's like, eh, that's I'm gonna I'm gonna cosplay as him and go in Jabba's plate. Like I don't is there a story behind that or is it just like is there a I loose don't, connect? Well obviously the outfit was you know was designed as as disguise yes yeah and then of course it's like well then this character has a backstory yeah so i'm not familiar with them making any connections like that okay but i wouldn't be surprised okay because okay. with with all the interconnected networks that they work so hard to build and of course you know like you're hinting at whatever they didn't have at its disposal it could hire right so that's what they end up doing with, with some of these uh, bounty hunters, though, which Bausch was mm -hmm. indeed. It would be foolish to think that in the Outer Rim, which was where, you know, Bausch kind of, you know, hung out, um, that they wouldn't have worked together in some capacity before. And, you know, with Leia having correspondence with Kira and again, kind of looking for inroads. Mm -hmm. to get into Jabba's palace essentially undetected. Yeah. Because you're not getting through that big door without an invite. Right, no, no. Because, you know, that doorman droid ain't going to just let anybody in. <laughs> so... <laughs> a little stick with a ball on it. What do a blinky? So, um... <laughs> So, I mean, the only way you're getting in there is if you're like, hey, listen, you know that Wookiee that was the friend of that carbonized guy? I got him. Yeah. And, and it's Bausch, like, yeah. and if it's Leia coming in, they're like, ah, this, something seems fishy yeah. here. Uh, but if it's a respected bounty hunter that, yeah. that you don't necessarily know is dead, yeah. because, you know, Black Sun, you know, we'll get to them later, but Black Sun had a way of uh, making people uh, disappear. disappear. Yeah. Don't and worry with, about it. And without no one knowing. Don't really. worry about and it. And that played into exactly. Leia's choice because exactly. she knew, or at least she was informed right. that, hey, look, Bausch is gone. No one really right. knows about this. this. Is a perfect right way for me three D print a helmet and right. then we'll be all set. Yeah, we're not talking um, uh, Obi Wan and um, Rico Hardine. Rico Hardine. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't have to like genetically modify yourself right. to do it. Just put on a helmet. I can't believe I forgot Rico Hardine. Oh, I know you should most, be ashamed yourself. Most things can be. Uh, Lauren oh, and Leanne man. are not going to be very happy with me. Um, no, so the what uh, else yeah, is new? What else is new? Oh, yeah, disappointing. Um, so. As we know it at this point, Kira's yeah. story is what? So, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, we, we see her in live action um, on a visual medium uh, in Solo, and that's it. That's it. Okay. And then we see her in comics mm -hmm. through the, um, the Bounty Hunters and Han Solo yeah. and, and Kira, actually. We see her develop into, you know, all, all of what we spoke about through all that, but they haven't indicated okay where her story ends or for that matter where uh crimson dawn story ends, right which i think is fantastic yeah because uh you know it's it's, it's kind of like the dread pirate roberts Ooh, yeah, Lopez's bride <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah i was gonna say so so you got the crimson dawn and you know everybody's everybody's afraid of the crimson mm -hmm. dawn no one's afraid of what's your face <laughs> you know yep but your Crimson Dawn is like, oh, Crimson Dawn, okay, you, know, you guys, you know what's up. So as long as you keep that name and that notoriety going in perpetuity, mm -hmm. then then you've got that sort of clout 
throughout the galaxy. Right. You know, no matter who's running it, you can run it effectively by being Crimson Dawn. Yeah. Just the name itself. Absolutely. Sphere. Absolutely. I mean, in the same way that we see in the Book of Boba Fett uh, with the Pike Syndicates yeah. and the Spice Runners uh-huh. and, and the other crime families on uh, Tatooine, uh, Tatooine mm-hmm. right. that uh, Boba Fett is trying to sort of corral yeah. the specter of, is there a larger crime syndicate looking over this? Is it, like, is it a Crimson Dawn? Is it something else? Right. So it definitely leaves open the uh, possibility for further stories and... Like you said, for Kira, I mean, there's it's her, yeah. the end of her story has not been made known yet, so she right. could very well be alive in the time of the Mandalorian. And well, I mean, I w- I would imagine that she very well is because you know, with her being alive through and beyond the events of Solo, yeah, okay, um, you know, you're only a couple couple years before a new the original trilogy, yeah, yeah, and then you're at this point like. Eight years after Return of the Jedi. Jedi, yeah. So you're like maybe sixteen years 16 after years. after Solo, right? That would be awesome. That would yeah, be really so, cool. So I mean, it's 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 very possible that she that she's still running things, and even if she's not, for whatever reason, the organization you know is still going yeah. strong. Yeah. And that leads to the potential for fantastic stories because that underworld criminal side. Is something that uh, really does add like a, a flavor to Star Wars. I mean, look when when you got these live action projects and you're going in to see the underbelly. Listen, you've got Kenobi, mm-hmm. right? Well, first of all, you got Attack of the Clones, right? When they go into Coruscant and they're in the, in the lower levels and all, yeah, and you're like, oh, this is cool. It's something I haven't seen before, you know. And then Kenobi, he's going through, and you got yeah. you got these these. Um, Dark alley, questionable uh, yeah. environments, and mm-hmm. all, and then and Andor. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So Andor. I mean, yeah. Oh my gosh. yeah. All these aspects that are like real world stuff. Mm. Such places exist here, so why wouldn't they exist yes. there? Yeah. And to see them and get involved in them in in live action is something obviously that Star Wars likes to do. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see more of that. Star Wars got away from all that clean and crisp stuff right out the gate. Yeah. All the sci-fi stuff was all like sterile and and futuristic. Right. And they're like, no, we're going to get to the nitty gritty. And that's definitely part of the nitty gritty where you've got these environments with these types of characters, these types of groupings of people in these organizations like Crimson Dawn and and the Black Sun and the Hut Clan, all these uh, different uh, groups, even the, you know, Concha Club. Yeah. And the Guavian Death Gang. Right. That's the total extension. Yeah. That's fan- that's absolutely fantastic because that's like pure sequel trilogy. And so like these these organizations just morph and are still existing and mm-hmm. this this type of business model as it were mm-hmm. is is tried and true and tested. And what what did it take? Uh 25 minutes, maybe 30 minutes into a new hope before we were introduced to this character Job of the Hut and I've got a price to pay and Mm-hmm. So even within A New Hope, it took short amount of time yeah. to introduce this underbelly, this sort of mm-hmm. price paid, this bounty mm-hmm. um, that uh, with Greedo, uh, that's and smuggling and smuggling, yeah, and bounty hunting. So and it's all a stuff. tried yeah. and true side of Star Wars that sets the good, the bad, and then there's the gray area. Yeah, so that's really um, 
where they are now, uh, you know, spoiler alert, she, she was unable to uh, overthrow Seth. Okay? Right. However, you know, Luke tried his hand at that. Oh, jeez. It's more like he gave his hand for that. Well, <laughs> let's just say. Someone got it. <laughs> let's just say they were defeated. Right, right. He um, got the hand to someone. Right. <laughs> he got a hand to someone. So um, then, uh, you know, of course, they, um, you know, they as in Vader and Palpatine are, are, are no more at this point. And, and she theoretically remains. Yeah. To... Um, to cause havoc for probably the New Republic, right. honestly. While working with them in one sense, working right. against them in another. Right, exactly. Kind of like Maul. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, we're friends, except I'm going to steal your stuff when you <laughs> transport it. Like, what are you doing, man? I'm sure that's what she was doing. Yeah, she learned well. from the best. Yeah, exactly. She picked up all the right traits. Oh, man. <laughs> More, most importantly, how to not get sliced in half. Right. I mean, she would still have lived, but still. Right. It's right, really right. an inconvenience. Yeah. yeah. You end up on a, like, trash world, and you have to go be, you know, rescued Unless by your brother. Oh. Oh. Ouch. Womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So that's uh, Crimson Dawn. That is Crimson Dawn. And, um, you know, as we mentioned, they are interconnected with a lot of the other crime families, with the Shadow Collective, right. with many key players in other aspects of Star Wars. And um, as we do another uh, episode in the Syndicate series, we'll get to you know, bounce off of them from another viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Which will be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Because we got at least five of these, right? We do, yeah. yeah. There's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them, yeah. 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 I mean... So that's cool. I, I don't know if Conja Club gets the same uh, respect as... No, we as... may... Uh... <laughs> We may be uh, grouping a couple of them yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know about them. I mean, that Scottish guy's pretty cool, but yes. I don't know about this. <laughs> oh, man. So we'll see how that plays out. But yeah, yes. yeah. So, so as we said, the Twitter poll. Oh, yeah, there was a Twitter poll. Four options. We had, what is your favorite crime syndicate? We're recording uh, an episode tonight, so if you don't, make sure to vote and comment if you don't see yours. Mm. So the four options were Crimson Dawn, Pike right. Syndicate, Black Sun and mm. the Gray Syndicate. Oh, Ooh. okay. So the Gray Syndicate got zero votes. Yeah, mostly surprising. because it's not as known as not it's a gray well area. Known. Yeah, it's a gray yeah. area. <laughs> Black Sun was in second place with thirty eight percent of the votes. Ooh. Um, Pike Syndicate was in third place with fourteen. Okay. But the winner was Crimson Dawn with forty nine. Yeah. All right. Forty nine. That's almost half. Yeah, almost half. Just about ah, there. Okay. And um, makes up for the grace. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. boy. Um, and Sean, uh, we had five member uh, yeah. network, uh, yeah. mentioned that the Crimson Dawn is a super duper intricate in the comics. He's a big yeah. comic reader. And this is like you proved good that. on him. Yeah, good on him. And yeah, yeah Philly's fan too. So, hey, yeah. go, Phil's. Uh, Ro also I'm chose sorry? to chime in. Ro Gazga. Um, doesn't mean, Bill. Yeah, you, Ro, you know, Ro from um, Scuttlebutt. Probably it's not even Scarif. It's always Sunny on Scarif. Yes, always Sunny on yeah, Scarif. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good dude. I think he's a member of Red Five. Yeah, he's yeah. a buen amigo. Um, uh-huh. He said that you forgot the Rob Syndicate. We didn't forget it. There wasn't room for it. <laughs> it's too big. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes. So, yeah. So, um, that uh, fits perfectly. Crimson Dawn was the uh, most popular uh, vote for our poll. And uh, in the future, we'll be publishing some other stuff uh, regarding Yeah, I'm glad we were able to kick it off with yes. the Crimson Dawn. It's perfect timing. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. I'm glad you thought of it. Oh, me too. Also, the very best place you can find us <laughs> is at conversations.com. We're on facebook.com slash conversations, at Swations on Twitter. We are Conversations on Instagram. We've got a link tree, link.tree slash conversations. Also, we are proud founding members of the Red 5 Podcast Network with that rogue guy you yes. were just talking about. Yeah. And that is bio.link slash red5. You can find us. You can find him. You can find a bunch of other pods on that one. And... um and that's that's the gist. Yeah. It's pretty much what we got. It I mean, is. I'd say that's the scuttlebutt, but I think that's trademarked. It is, but uh, that's the scuttlebutt. Sounds kind of cool. Yeah, but not when you say it. No. So I guess now all we got to do is uh, close this thing out. Right. I so, guess it makes uh, sense to be mall, right? Yeah. All right. So you want to uh, take, the, uh, take the saber on this one? <clears throat> yeah, I'll try. <clears throat> Kira. You and I will be working much more closely from now on. That was horrible. It's, it's not good. No. It's not good at it's all. It's not good at all. No. All right. So, so if we're talking more. Kira, you and I will be working much more closely from now on. See, why did you ask me to do it? I don't know. charity. Thanks. <laughs> you are welcome. Greetings, listener. Just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. Red5Network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to Red5Network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network. <laughs>